Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this edition of Inside Today's Country, we catch up with Tyler Joe Miller. His new single is called Pillow Talking, and it's out now wherever you get your music. We'll talk about his love of hot dogs, and he and his buddies have started a nonprofit organization. Our whole idea is we're, we're trying to crowdfund for humanitarian projects around the world. All that and more as we go inside today's country with Tyler Joe Miller. You can hear a pin drop in between the TikTok till I lay my head down. Right around midnight, I can hear a whisper, baby, I ain't tired. We welcome Tyler Joe Miller to Inside Today's Country. Yeah, thank you. We just found out here. <laughs> you are you are a you are a painter and a carpenter by trade. Yeah, carpenter by trade and just painting uh, right now for the last couple of years. All right, what got you into carpentry? Um, my dad's hard ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's uh yeah my my dad uh, growing up he was always teaching me kind of. Uh, you know, mechanics and carpentry and all this sort of thing. So mm-hmm. he, uh, he kind of raised me up to be a trades guy and carpenter, uh, carpentry always kind of piques my interest and I love building stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it, 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 I kind of got interested in it. And then there was an apprenticeship, uh, in the grad year of high school and I ended up taking that and then kind of graduated a bit early and, and, uh, started working, doing carpentry. And, uh, I kind of weaved in and out of, construction jobs um over the past you know 10 years of doing it but uh yeah it, it's kind of where i've ended up again and now music i guess too <laughs> well before we get to the music where's the funnest place that you've done carpentry for that's a great question um probably this job that i'm doing right now i've uh i've been doing hopping in and out of doing painting and some of the finishing carpentry here and it is a carpenter's dream. It is all wood beam, like post and beam structured, uh, you know, wood panel roofing and everything. It's just beautiful. It's on a farm. It's a, and, and it's a big mansion. We were talking about it before, right? Do you want to have a house like that one uh, one day when you uh, become successful with this music career? <laughs> I think I'm about to pack up and move in here. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. So let's let's talk about music. How did uh, how did you get started in music? Yeah, music. So I, I used to play in a, in a band back in the day uh, when I was in my early twenties, um, and it, we're kind of like alternative rock sort of stuff. Yep. And uh, and we were playing a bunch of the bars, and we were doing really well. We were you know packing out show, shows like crazy, and uh, we put out an EP and a single and stuff. And then I kind of. I kind of wrote myself out of the genre. Um, I did all the writing for the music. And so I, I kind of reached a point where I went, you know, I'm, I'm not really into this anymore. And uh, yeah, so I ended up, um, we, we disbanded and stopped doing music together. Okay. And then 
the, the story kind of weaves all in together, uh, but I ended up, um, uh, yeah, what wasn't doing music for a while, was just working, and then I ended up going down to uh, Guatemala, okay. of all places. Okay. And uh, I took, <laughs> yeah, bear with me. And uh, we took a trip down there. Uh, it was through like a church group at first, but I, I'd, I'd known that that they were doing building homes and stuff like down, like that down there for people that sure. were in need. Yep. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I can use my my skills and stuff to go down there and kind of help people and help those in need. And, right. And I just kind of got in a place in my life where I was. The music just seemed so much about myself. I kind of just wanted to give back and and do something else. And so. Um, yeah, I took a few trips down there and I absolutely loved it. Fell in love with the people, fell in love with, uh, the work we were doing down there. And, uh, when I was down there, some, uh, somebody from our team, uh, actually heard me playing my guitar out on the porch one night. Okay. And he ends up, he ends up saying to me in the morning, he goes, Oh, was that you playing your guitar last night? And I went, Oh yeah. Like, I, I hope I didn't keep you up. And he goes, no, you're, you're playing country music. I love country music. I went, yeah, I, uh, I grew up on country. It's, it's always been my roots. Like I grew up on, you know, George Strait and Brad Paisley, Garth Brooks and Alan Jackson and all that. I, I just love it. And, and uh, he goes, Oh, that's sweet. I didn't know you're playing it professionally. And I go, no, not. And he goes, well, whose songs were those? And I go, well, they're mine. And he goes, you should be doing country music. And I went, you know what? I'm okay with not doing music for a while. Um, I'm just going to focus on doing this nonprofit stuff. And, and that's kind of where my, where I'm happy right now. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I just want to help people. And he went, well, what if you, uh, did country music and you built a platform for yourself to where people not only want to hear what you have to sing, but then what you have to say, and you can use that to inspire influence an even greater amount of people to help others and show them how. And I was like, crap <laughs> yeah i can't seem to know that yeah no so, kidding uh yeah so i i decided i was like maybe i'll maybe i'll give music another shot and and uh and I, so i put my name out there playing for playing for other artists and uh there's some local people that started hiring me to to be you know utility musician which is playing guitar vocals banjo mandolin whatever they needed me for right and uh you know within that summer, all of a sudden, we're playing festivals, open up for Toby Keith, uh, and like playing all these shows and stuff. And it was like, oh, this is really awesome. And uh, I started using uh, those opportunities to connect with people in the industry and just meet as many people as I could. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I ended up doing a video with a good friend of mine who is doing so well right now in country music, Kristen Carter, and she's from Vancouver as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we met each other through the industry and we became such good friends and I played a show or two with her and then we put out a video on on Facebook and YouTube and it was just a a Christmas video of Oh Holy Night. Okay. And she ends, uh, uh, it ends up kind of blown up and a lot of people are really liking it and they go, man, you guys should put out more music together. And so we put out a, a cover video of an Ed Sheeran and Beyonce song and we put that out and something just crazy happened with it and it was blown up like crazy and uh, just thousands of views and, and people are sharing it around like crazy. And then, I get an email from 
uh, Mitch Merritt, who's with MDM Recordings with our label. Yep. And he goes, hey, man, uh, uh, this is Mitch Merritt from MDM. You know, we've got artists like Jess Moskaluk, Bobby Wills, and David James, and all these guys. And uh, he goes, I saw your video. Uh, some, I guess a buddy of mine shared it with him, or somebody had shared it with him. And uh, Bobby Wills had also seen the the video and both of them sent it to mike denny uh who is the label owner and and uh they went man we don't know who this kid is but you know we should look into it and so me and mitch ended up getting coffee and all of a sudden boom i started doing my own thing <laughs> and uh yeah it's just kind of crazy how you know it it, it, it all just kind of came together and i wasn't expecting to do exactly my own thing Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of feels like music sort of chased me instead of me chasing the music, and I'm just kind of riding this wave and kind of seeing where it goes from here. What's that wave been like so far? It has been, oh, man, it's been crazy. It's, you know, when, when you jump into it, it, the conversations with the label were very, you know, like you're, you're a brand-new artist. You know, we're debuting your first song that you're putting out. Um, you know, it, it's it's not just a you know, new songs, the brand new artist, people don't know who I am. And so the idea was, you know, we're putting out this song and we have no clue what it's going to do. We have no clue, uh, you know, how it gets picked up. And it's kind of a way to put your name out there and let people kind of see your name. And then hopefully the next couple songs are going to recognize you sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And man, we've had such good support from the day that we dropped, uh, dropped the single. And so it's been kind of this, this wild ride where I'm, just holding on for dear life <laughs> not really having a clue where it's going but like man not only people are streaming it but like people are playing it on the radio that's weird that's crazy and like yeah getting messages from people being like man i heard your song in uh i had a guy message me from south africa and was like yeah your song came on my spotify playlist and uh yeah i really like your stuff I'm from south africa i was like holy crap it's not even just canada and the u.s it's like all over, which is crazy. Let's talk about that. The first single you've dropped is called? It's called Pillow Talking. And tell me a little bit about where Pillow Talking came from and why. Yeah, so we, uh, I, I'd taken a trip down to Nashville, and I was down there for about a, about a month, almost a month, just writing every day. Yep. And so uh, there's a few of us from the label down there uh, just kind of on writing trips, and I ended up in a room with... Uh, uh, Kelly Archer, who's written just, I, I've been a big fan of a bunch of the stuff that she's written. Um, and Mitch Merritt, who's my manager, label rep, uh, all those things. And, and, uh, he's also a great writer. And we get in the room, us three writing together and I'm already kind of going like, I don't deserve to be here. <laughs> I don't even have a song to my name. <laughs> like what the hell is going on? And so, uh, we kind of bounced some ideas off each other and we ended up writing a song called I would be over me too. And, uh, really love the song. It's, it's one of my, one of my next, uh, singles coming out. Uh, and after we write the song, Kelly goes, Hey, I, I, you know, I, I, I like your, your voice, kind of your style that you're doing. Um, I've got another song that you should listen to. And I think that you would do really well with it. So she shows me the song and, uh, it was pillow talking. And so I, I didn't write on it. I'm not a writer. 
mm-hmm. on the song, but it was just a song that, that stood out so much. And it was like, how is this not a hit already? You know, like, this is so good. The demo, I was like, this could just be a single. Like, this isn't a demo. And, uh, and yeah, and so she pitched it to me, and, and right away I knew that I had to have the song and uh, knew that it had to be one of the first ones out. Uh, just because I think the song sells itself. Uh, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> just my vocals. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it, it came all from, from a songwriting session that ended up to be also uh, another single pitch, and it turned out to be the, the first song that we put out, which I'm grateful for. Well, it's a, it's a great little track. It's got a great little beat to it and some uh, fun storytelling inside of it. Yeah, yeah, man. That, that's my favorite part of country music is, is telling the story. So that's, that's the most important thing to me uh, in doing music and especially writing it for myself. Um, it's, yeah, it's all about the story. That, that's why I got drawn into country music. Uh, also just because my parents would play it all the time. So Right. Now, who are, you, who are the people that you look up to as a writer? I didn't know too many writers. Uh, I just heard a lot of people's names around, especially growing up in country music. I knew the artists, but I didn't know the writers. Right. And that's what I've come to really appreciate now as a writer myself um, and also as an artist is, is, you know, knowing where the songs come from. Um, but I've become just a huge fan of, uh, I love Kelly stuff, Kelly Archer, uh, Derek Rattan. Man, the guy is just a boss of writing music. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And then also uh, Will Nance. I ended up in writing a, a song with, with him. He's written stuff for, uh, you know, Brad Paisley, George Strait, um, you know, and many others. And, and I got a room with him and then a guy named Brian White, and uh, who's also just a killer writer. We wrote a bunch of tunes down in Nashville. But, but yeah, th- those guys, uh, it's been crazy because I've, I've, you know, been looking up to these guys and I get to be in a room writing with them, which I think is just crazy. It's surreal to me. But, uh, but yeah, those are kind of my a big influence on, on my writing, just people like that. So here's this kid from Vancouver. Uh, he walks off the plane in Nashville. And what was the first impression you got when you hit the, hit the ground running? Oh, man. It, was, uh, it is a big pond with a lot of big fish. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, man, it's, it's – I don't know if I was intimidated from the start, but it is an intimidating thing where you know that you're going to a city full of thousands and thousands of people trying to make it big and either writing or, or just being an artist, a singer. Um, but man, it's, there's so much Southern hospitality. Like everybody's just so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's not so much like a doggy dog world. It's there's so many people that are so supportive of each other in it. And that's what I also love about country music is, you know, it's, it, it's almost like you're, you know, you're, you're part of the family when you're down there and, you know, there's, everybody's trying to call, climb the same ladder, but um, yeah, it, it, it's just an awesome environment. I love it. Downtown's a little crazy, but there's so many good local spots um, that are just, Man, it just feels good to be down there. And the food. Dan Davidson speaks highly of the barbecue. Oh, man. How couldn't you? It is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's literally the best barbecue I've ever had. It's the best, like, everything I've ever had. <laughs> and, they just got it all down there. And apparently hot chicken or something like that. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. And it is hot. I, I love hot and spicy food. Yeah. And, uh, it is, yeah, it is smoking hot. <laughs> but it's unreal. It's the best burn. Awesome. Well, after you've had some spicy chicken and uh, you've kind of taken in Nashville a little bit, you walk into these writer rooms uh, with these dames that you've mentioned. And what was that like for you? Oh, it was, I think, like I said before, it's like, you know, I walk in the room and it's like, why the hell am I here? <laughs> you know, why, why am I in a room with these people? Uh, and uh, it's, it's really interesting because I was so used to writing music by myself. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of songs that are just on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a whole different ball game writing with other people. Cause all of a sudden there's all these different ideas coming down to making a decision on, on what the melody is going to be, what the lyrics are going to be, what the chords are going to be. And uh, it's really cool to, you know, see and figure out how other people write. Uh, it was such a learning experience where I'd never put a clock or a timer on, you know, how long we have to write the song. Right. It's like, okay, we got, you know, three or four hours. We got to have a, you know, single by the end of this or got to, you know, got to have a song by the end of this. And uh, it's really, it, it was really cool. It was intimidating at first a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's training your abilities just to be better, which I really love. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's, I think it just helped me become uh, a better writer and give me more tools to do uh, on my own. And, and then I can bring that back here. And, you know, there's great writers in Vancouver as well, uh, but we get to, yeah, I, I don't know. Overall, I just think I I gained the tools to become a better writer, and and uh, I owe it all to, to those writers down there. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people, while writing, get a little scared to spit out certain melodies or lyrics and whatnot because, you know, they want to have the whole idea finished before they say something, right. and I'm very much like that. Mm-hmm. But these writers will just spit out something, and it's like, you know, it's either just to get bad ideas out of the way for the good and great, Yep. Or it's like their ideas. Sometimes they'll they'll say it, and it's like, well, that was perfect. Like, how'd you come up with that so fast? But uh, yeah, I'd say the the biggest experience in that is one, a little bit of like awestruck, where it's like, you know, you're you're writing with the greats, um, but also you're writing with just great people. And so I I kind of found that that writers um, and people in Nashville, in in my own experience, was if people think that you're, you know, a good singer, they like you. If, uh, if people, you know, think you're a good writer, then they really like you. But if people think you're a good hang as well, man, they love you. And that's what's really cool because I think, you know, good bait brings in bigger fish and better fish. And I think that, you know, just the, the circle of songwriters that they have in Nashville just brought in such great people. Um, and a lot of them have all three. <laughs> They're great singers, they're great writers, and they're just awesome hands. I gotta ask you, do you fish? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> With all the all the fishing analogies, I'm like, dude's got a fish. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am using a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this, this call is blue. <laughs> there you, that's awesome. Yeah, I've actually I've actually got two two fishing rods under my back seat at all times. <laughs> where do you where do you fish and what are you catching? Um. That depends on where where we're at, but yeah. uh, I do some some fly fishing on the Vetter. 
Um, oh, well, it, which is in Chilliwack here. Um, or I've also got a cabin up north uh, in Hundred Mile House up in northern BC here. Yep. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good just, uh, you know, either rainbow, yep. bull trout, cutthroat. You ever do any salmon fishing? Yeah. Yeah, I normally do that on the river, but uh, I have been out ocean fishing uh, as well. But I don't do as much of that. It's normally either on the river or on the lakes. Awesome. Uh, now yeah, let's love catching fish, but sometimes it's just about the beer and hangs. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, because you know sometimes the fish they just aren't biting, are they? Yeah, shoot, that sucks. I guess we'll just have to sit there and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about you did a uh, you did a bit a little bit of a a tour back in the fall. Tell me a little bit of this. Yeah, I did my first radio tour, which was crazy and awesome and everything at the same time. Uh, yeah, so we did uh, it for two weeks, and yep. we started in Edmonton and yep. went all the way over to Halifax. And so, uh, yeah, I got to experience the, the radio tour life and, uh, you know, hitting two or three cities in the same day and different radio stations and meeting so many new people and, right. and all that. And it was awesome. I loved it. It's it's a grind, but you get to see the country. Yeah, yeah. And I I have half my family's out in, uh, in Ontario. So okay. they're in Fort Francis and Thunder Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've got Ontario blood in me, but I'd never gone anywhere past that. Um, and so it was really cool to see the East coast. I didn't get to see too much. We saw New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, uh, but it was, it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, it it was cool because I got to, you know, we'd fly in between provinces and then drive within them to the different cities. Right. But they were, uh, it was awesome to see all this land that I'd never seen before. Um, but yeah, I, that that was probably one of my favorite parts about it was seeing more of the country than I'd seen before. That was awesome. Let's find out a little bit more about uh, Tyler Joe. Uh, when you sit down for a snack, what are you having? Skittles or jelly beans? Oh, jelly beans! Absolutely. All right. Now, which ones will you have? Lime green or the black ones? Uh, black ones. <laughs> All right. I Co- love the black licorice. Coffee or tea? Uh, definitely not the second. <laughs> All coffee. No tea. No, ah, only if I'm like feeling under the weather. But I'm I'm literally sitting here drinking a coffee right. All right. Uh, <laughs> burger or hot dog? Oh man, that is a tough one. Uh, one in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, a boy. I love burgers. <laughs> I, I, yeah, both. I love burgers, but uh, man, hot dogs are so good, especially Smokies. Do you fully load it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm also known for saying "hot dog." That's kind of one of my catchphrases. Oh, uh, tell me about that. Um, so one of my best friends, uh, I, I work with them doing uh, this painting company, and uh, one of the first times that actually it was the first time he ever saw me, it was at a it was like a like a beer league softball game or something like that. Yep. And apparently, I don't remember this, but I apparently was out in the outfield, just my glove in the air, with I think I was wearing like <laughs> like short shorts or jean shorts or something like that. And please tell uh, me it wasn't Daisy Dukes. Okay, I won't tell you that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but apparently, I was just yelling, "Hot dog! Hot dog!" 
And I think I just wanted a hot dog, so I was just yelling at But that kind of became just like a thing. So we have a, a beer league softball team as well uh-huh. uh, still. And so every time, you know, someone's up a bat or someone does a good catch or something like that, I'm just always yelling hot dog. And uh, it just kind of became a catchphrase. It can be used as an encouragement or, <laughs> or, uh, or anything, really. It's just motivational. So when people go to your shows, when you become really successful, the crowd's going to yell hot dog at you. Oh, God, I hope so. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that ha- I think that has to be put into your rider, man. Yeah, it should be. There yeah, I'll talk to management. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would put that in there for you. What's next for you in 2020? Man, that is a great question that I'm asking myself. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I've got the urge to, you know, I, I just want to go play shows. There's nothing like being out on the stage and playing your songs live and stuff like that. But um, I haven't had too much of an opportunity to do that yet as my own artist, do my own songs. Mm-hmm. We did a, I did a couple of showcases at CCMAs this year, uh, just throughout the weekend, which is really fun um and i i can't wait to do it again but i i think we're mostly focusing on you know we want to get a couple songs out to radio uh and then you know i want people singing my songs back to me that'd be awesome and so i think uh i think the focus is mostly doing that background work and 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 getting a couple more songs out to radio and uh and then hopefully if i can get back to guatemala uh (laughs) that's at least my agenda awesome And, and build some more houses yeah yeah, it's uh, it's a huge thing for me. It's it's why I'm doing music. It's it's the passion behind the music, or mm-hmm. the passion behind the passion, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's just what motivates me to do well in this industry. Is because I, I, you know, I I actually started my own nonprofit uh, with a couple buddies, and our whole ideas we're we're trying to crowdfund for humanitarian projects around the world what's it called it's called the climb outreach society we uh we're still getting it online uh so we what we're trying to do there isn't any software for it so we're kind of building it from from scratch okay um and uh, i started with with my buddies johnny and dan and we uh we all kind of had our uh, our skills that we put together and then in the starting this thing and all of us are skilled in different areas. And, and, uh, yeah, we, we haven't gotten online yet, but we're already on the ground, at least in Guatemala. So we took over from, um, from the, the group that we were doing work in Guatemala with before. Okay. So they actually stopped partnering with the organization that we partner with in Guatemala. And so I ended up going, screw it, I'm just going to start my own nonprofit because I think that long-term relationship in those situations are the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, our plan is to continue doing that. And they do a thing called Village Transformations, uh, which is basically take a, uh, a village that, you know, has absolutely nothing uh, and you try to make it so they're, you know, self-sustainable. And it's not just, you know, foreign aid. It's actually going into the villages with the people to help them become, you know, fully self-sustainable on their own. Um, and so we've been doing that, which has been crazy. Uh, but yeah, so we, we build homes, we build schools, we do baby rescues for kids that are malnourished, um, which is a very crazy thing in itself. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we kind of act as like social services in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, we're, we're still work on it like crazy, but, uh, we just, as we're building it online, we're like, we can't just sit around and do nothing. We got to get on the ground and, and do it. And so our, our plan is when we, when we go online, it didn't want to be, you know, Hey, we have a website, we've got our app and everything, uh, start doing the stuff with us. We want it to be more of like, join us in what we've already done. And this is our resume of all that we have accomplished. And actually our last trip that, uh, when we were down there, we got told, uh, by the organization we partner with down there that, uh, the two villages that we've been sponsoring over the past four years, uh, actually become fully self-sustainable, which is crazy because you know, it, it sucks. We kind of got to move on to new villages now and do the same. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, it was crazy where all of a sudden I go, man, like, you know, a little bit of fundraising, getting my hands dirty, going down there, um, you know, being a part of their community and their villages. It like, it actually made a tangible difference in these people's lives. And so I'm like, if I, if, if me, you know, a redneck dude from Surrey <laughs> is able to, to do that, like, man, God, anybody can. And so my, my big heart is, is, uh, is, you know, if, if I can do it, I want to help show everybody how they can give a helping hand into this. And so our, our whole motto is, you know, we, we believe in, in the value of every, of every person. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter who they are. Everybody has value. Um, and we just want to, you know, help give people their value back and, or find it. And, and we want to, you know, give to the needs uh, that are needed down there. And um, the reason why we called it the CLIMB outreach society is because we kind of see social injustice as a mountain that nobody thinks they can get to the top of. So they don't even try it. Right. But our, our idea is if everybody can put a hand on the rock, we're going to get to the top of the mountain together. And so we just want to help people help show people how they can put a hand on the rock. And uh, we can all, you know, if everybody gives a little bit and can help a little bit, we can we can accomplish some things. We really can. Tyler, I think this is absolutely fabulous. Congratulations to you on that. Uh, and and uh, what an undertaking and, uh, you know, what a great outlook on life you have for your career. And hopefully your career takes off so that the fundraising can continue for the things in Guatemala. I think it's a, an, um, you know, an amazing adventure. And uh, and my hat's off to you, my friend. Thank you very much. The, the great thing is that, you know, now I just have to kick ass at music in order to accomplish those things. Uh, <laughs> but it's fun. It's a good byproduct. Uh, I think you're going to do well, my friend. I really do. Where can people find your music? They can find my music on anything that they stream music on. If that's Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, anything. Uh, and then kept updated by any of my socials. So Facebook is just Tyler Joe Miller. Uh, same with Instagram, at Tyler Joe Miller. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of where we keep people updated on this stuff. Tyler Joe Miller, thanks very much for hanging out with us on the podcast. And all the best to you, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.